0: So before I get into anything, um, just want to take some time to commemorate Cicely Tyson, the icon. She just, she did so much. I mean, to be an actress for 70 years, 70 years, so many movies and TV shows that she was in and a part of, and she paved the way for so many Black actresses, like, it's honestly sad that she's gone. I'm definitely going to buy her book. She uh, recently put a book out called "Just as I Am," a memoir, and the the cover of the book is just beautiful. Like i I normally download books on my phone, but I think for this one, I'm going to actually go out and buy the book, like hard copy, just so I can hold on to it. Just so I can learn more about this woman. Like, I don't want to Google it. I definitely want to see her point of view on things. So, yeah, if you haven't already, go out and buy her book. This is Brooklyn Dunn, and right now, I just want you to clear your mind, open your ears, and come live in the moment with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Live in the Moment with Brooklyn Dunn. Oh, this week, man, in the Midwest, we have encountered another snowstorm. Very frustrating. I tried to leave out early to go to the gym the last time there was a snowstorm and forgot that my car was completely covered in snow. Spent a nice 10, 10, 12 minutes scraping ice off my windshield was not fun. And then I wanted to go out for sushi on Saturday. I'm recording this on Sunday. So I wanted to go for sushi yesterday in the evening. That's what I had planned for uh, a week in advance with my friends. And then find out Friday there's another snore storm. So I was just like, great. <laughs> stuck in a house again. Um. hope everyone is doing well. Let's see. I'm going to just go straight into my segment of precious moments and what I'm not wasting my time on. So precious moment. Um, I need to switch up my routine. And this week I did a little bit because for the past few weeks since moving into my apartment, we're working at home. I've just been waking up, showering, eating, working, and then Netflix or waking up, showering, eating, working, uh Netflix, gym, come home, talk to my man, and then Netflix. And then it's just been repeat. And I started to get depressed cuz I'm like I hate being in this house or I was starting to hate my job and it it's not my job, it's just the fact that my routine was just not really good for me. So Uh, One thing I did to switch it up was to do my hair in the morning and put on some lipstick and hoops. It's just something about lipstick and hoops that just make your girl feel like I'm doing something. (laughs) Like I I feel some, you know, I was feeling some type of way. I was feeling good about myself. Like I was taking pictures, sending it to my man. He was just like, you know, you have a glow about you that looks real good. And I'm like, yeah, because I feel good. And it's just something about when you look good, you feel good. So I'm definitely going to keep doing that. I decided to take a break from Uh, Grey's Anatomy, because I was definitely getting to the dark and twisties, (laughs) and it was affecting my job. Like my uh, supervisor's always like, you know, let's sound warm and fuzzy. You need to sound more warm and fuzzy, and I'm like, I don't want to sound warm and fuzzy. I want to be dark and twisty, like Meredith Grey. Like I don't want to perform for people. Like I don't get me wrong, I am a nice person, Um, but it's like I. I don't sound like I'm I don't want to sound like I'm working with children. <laughs> like I'm not teaching them their one, two, and three. It's like I'm training people on how to, you know, do things they need to do for the company. And of course, you need to have like fun with training. Um, you know, make training fun, but you know, I can't, I can't perform. So no, I'm like, I'm not warm and fuzzy. I am dark and twisty, and that is okay. Uh, not all the time, but just to reel in the dark and twistiness of it all. Um, I did decide to take a break from Grace Anatomy because I am at the last episode of season 15. So I might, you know, I haven't watched it in the past couple of days. I'm probably going to get into it this week, especially with season, season 16 being on Netflix. But right now, taking a break focusing on other things. Like I got back into crocheting, reading a book. You know, I finally finished this blanket that I have been crocheting for my goddaughter since August. You know, actually just taking a time, taking back and reclaiming my time um, that I had spent binge watching on Netflix to do more productive things. Um, You know, sometimes you really just need to do things that make you happy and that you have fun doing. Um, Since I wasn't going to be able to go out for sushi with my friends, I decided to go to Jules and get some sushi and wine. And so, and I got my nails done. So I got my nails done, got some sushi and wine, um, just got to relax yesterday and focus on myself. I even made myself take a nap and I don't like taking naps. It's hard for me to take a nap. Like, I don't know what it is, but napping, I always feel like I'm missing out on something, or I should always be doing something. So I'm like, let me just go drink coffee. Like I need to get up and go clean or something instead of going to sleep. But I finally made myself go to sleep. I started reading a book to, you know, help me get a little bit bored and more tired. And it helped. Got a nice hour and a half nap in, woke up and just continued to relax for the rest of the evening. So Yeah, that was a precious moment. You know, did something to make myself smile. Um, What I'm not going to waste my time on is USPS. So because I moved, I changed my address. And I was like, okay, I want them to start forwarding my mail January 31st uh, from my mama house to my new apartment. The carrier started forwarding my mail the moment... um, The moment I had changed my address, apparently. And this was a couple of weeks ago that I changed my address online. But my mail wasn't going to my mom's house. She's like, they're scanning it, but it's not coming here. So the carrier, apparently, because I had to go up to the post office at this point because there was a package that I was looking for. And I went to the post office. They're like, well, Uh, The package shows that it was forwarded, but we don't know what the carrier did with it. And I'm like, so the package shows that it was supposed to be delivered to the house, but then it wasn't. And I was back at the post office and you're telling me you don't know where it is. Make it make sense for me. So the lady was really nice. I, you know, I was frustrated, but I didn't take my frustration out on her because obviously it was not her fault. And she pretty much did everything that she could do in her power. My package got delivered the next day to my mama house. So I was happy about that. Went to go pick it up. But my mail is still not there. Uh, I mean, so that's irritating because my W-2 was definitely <laughs> delayed now. But I have other ways of obtaining my information to file my taxes. So that's neither here nor there. But yeah, i uh, not going to get upset over that anymore because new people tend to make mistakes when they're new at the job. And apparently the mail carrier was new to the job or is new to the job and is replacing that route or is covering that route um until the regular mail carrier is back from maternity leave. So I'm like, okay. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. Um, So colorism. Colorism, I'm... <laughs> It's very problematic. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention was Danny Lee's song, Yellowbone. Uh, She's Dominican and um, apparently she's an artist. I'm not exactly sure if she sings or raps. Don't really care. She made a song called Yellowbone. And the song is trash. It's beyond trash. Like I tried listening to other songs of hers and her music is just not my cup of tea. But specifically, the song Yellow Bone is trash. He want a yellow, 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 yellow b- bone, yellow, yellow bone. He wants a yellow bone. Number one, you're not that light skin. Two, your man only wants you because you're light skin. He wants a light-skinned woman. That's it. That's all you have to offer that man is what you're telling me. Like that, if that's the only thing he wants when it comes to you and means your relationship lacks substance and that's not a flex. That's not something to brag about. It's pathetic. I highly doubt he'll still be with her by the end of this year. And you know what? I don't even want to wish bad on people. But clearly your relationship isn't what you think it is if your biggest flex that you are quote unquote vibing out to because she said that that song wasn't a song while she was telling people that uh, they were hating on her because of the song. There's nothing to hate on, boo. Your music is trash. Simple as that. But what even pisses me off, like when it comes to colorism, is the show Married at First Sight. They casted a man named Chris Williams, who... <sighs> I'm not the type of person to call somebody ugly, okay? I, I'm, I'm attracted to personality, like you could be handsome on the outside, but a trash person on the inside, and it just makes you ugly. Like it ruins your appearance for me. So Chris is the type. He's a he's an f boy, F-U-C-K-B-O-I. Okay, he's an f boy. Like he kept saying, he's like, you know, I'm a God-fearing man. Um, I was ordained as a a, a pastor. I But I wasn't making much money in it, so um, I pretty much went and got another career. I come from a line of pastors. My family's really religious. But then you're more focused on whether or not your wife is ugly. You talk about how, uh, you know, I'm definitely wanting to abstain from sex. But then the moment you meet her, start asking her what her sex drive is. Like, let me just bring it back. So Married at First Sight, for those that don't know, people sign up for this show, get interviewed and then paired with somebody else. The experts, the people on the show pretty much pair people together. Right. This man, what pisses me off is that they casted him because this man said he met a woman, his ex, September 2019. September 2019, October 2019, they were in a relationship. February 2020, he proposed. March or April 2020, they broke up. He marries Paige either late July or early August. So, for one, you jump into a relationship. When you clearly didn't know this woman. And by the way, he got this woman's name tattooed on him. He had her name tattooed on his wrist and went to get it covered up two days before he got married. Showed up to the altar. And when he met the other guys that are on the Married at First Sight show, he he kept bringing up appearance and asking all these wild questions. What I will commend him on is that when they had the bachelor's party, it was kind of weird that he showed up with a blow up doll and she was dressed up in lingerie. and He had a mask on her. He was like, yeah, this is my clean fun. He wasn't like. It was kind of creepy that he showed up with a blow up doll, but he wasn't doing anything with the blow up doll. He was just like, uh, y'all can have the strippers. I'm gonna just stay over here. So although he showed up with a blow up doll, I do commend him that he wasn't around the strippers like that. But then. When his wife walks in and Paige is just immaculate, that woman is just gorgeous. Like just a beautiful ebony skin, dark skin, black woman who is smart, educated, successful. She's 26, owns a house, rents out that house, is an accountant and a real estate broker. She is the total package. She goes to her wedding and as soon as he sees her, he's like, oh, ish oh sugar honey iced tea this man is asking her questions like oh are you he's like so are you a tomboy or are you the pritzy type he's like oh okay he's asking her questions that had an undertone where you knew he had an issue with the fact that she was a dark-skinned woman it's like his commentary. So then like the first conversation he had with her was about his ex, where he's like, he admitted that, you know, he had been engaged that year. Um, she talked about how she had a dog, a Morky, I don't know if that's a Yorkie mixed with something else. But then he was like, yeah, my ex had a Yorkie. Yeah. He kept bringing up his ex. Why are you bringing up your ex? Like, hello. That's like bringing up your ex on a first date. Like, hard pass, you not bringing that baggage to me. That's baggage for one. For two, then he's, like, asking her, you know, they sit down and they're eating. And he's asking her, like, oh, so do you have a high sex drive? Are you a virgin? Huh. Okay. Interesting. Um, Are you on contraceptives? Can you ask her what her middle name is? What her favorite color is? When's her birthday? How old is she? Can you ask regular questions? Like if he would have asked her, do you pick your nose? Do you snore? Do you scratch your booty randomly in public? Do you fart a lot? If he asked questions like that, I wouldn't have been bothered. But you're immediately just, oh, sex. It's like, and then him and his friends were talking about her even his dad and his dad completely creeped me out completely creeped me out because his dad kept saying oh look at her body look at her body um sir don't you have a wife he's talking he's his father was sexualizing his wife and then on top of it chris was too i felt like chris was fetishizing this black woman talking about her body in a certain way that I did not like. And yes, that's his wife and they got married, but it's like, it was just the way he went about it. His undertone uh, with the way he was speaking with with her because of the type of woman that he likes. And then when it comes to her friends, which her friends let her down because hands would have been thrown. I would have smacked that dude. Let That would have been one of my friends, my best friend at that. And you have the audacity to say the things you're saying. Oh, she's Well, she's not. uh, She's probably what I need, but she's not what I've always wanted. And someone mentioned like trophy wife it's like, no, she's not a trophy wife. Uh, She is a trophy wife. No, she's not. Trophy wife is basically arm candy. Successful men will marry these women just because they look good. And that's it. So are you saying that she's not a trophy wife? You're saying that she doesn't look good. And then he made a comment saying she's beautiful in her own way. No, she is. That woman is absolutely gorgeous. Like, I am so sick of black men putting down black women when it comes to skin tone. Dark skin, light skin, brown skin, caramel skin, whatever. We are beautiful in every shade. But dark skinned black women get it the worst. And I don't understand it because in my opinion, I feel like dark skinned black women tend to be more beautiful than the lighter ones. I don't want anybody to feel that type of way because of course I feel like my people are all beautiful. But I see so many beautiful dark-skinned women where I'm just I'm in total awe of their beauty and how they look. And for them to get it the worst, is it pisses me off. For him to talk about that woman in that way pissed me off. You sit up here, you complain that the women that you date. The women, like once you became successful, you started, making a lot of, uh, you started making a lot of money that women only wanted you for your money. But those are the type of women you go after. I'm so sick of men who, get, who complain about women being gold diggers. But those are the type of women that they go after. You want an IG model. I'm assuming that his ex was either mixed or light-skinned. She was either mixed or a light-skinned black woman or she wasn't black at all. One of the three. He's, she's not what he's always wanted. Beautiful, successful. That's not what you wanted. Clearly because you had to come on the show for somebody to match you because you're too pathetic to get anybody to actually really want you. That means your previous relationships lacked substance. And then to make matters worse... The previous show that somebody's pregnant. I don't think it's Paige. I think the ex was pregnant. And I'm I'm willing to bet money that the producers knew that he had a woman pregnant when they casted him. I'm willing to bet it was his ex-fiance. The one that he claims that he was over. You sit up here confiding in your pastor like, oh, well... Um, You know, I did do the whole engagement thing, you know, and he was engaged twice, apparently once before, but he wasn't making any money at that time. And I believe I honestly think that with the first engagement, he was probably he probably did it with love and it just didn't work out the second time he was just jumping in way too fast. And then you turn around and you marry somebody else And then he's talking to his pastor about, he's like, you know, I've always focused on sex first. So I'm going to try not to lead with sex when it comes to this relationship. And I'm just like, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. And then his pastor goes, I knew my wife was my wife because she was the first woman I dated without having sex. I want to know, like, do they, is anybody just a pastor nowadays? What does it take to become a pastor? Like, I, I, I need to know. And then what really pissed me off was that after her and Chris, Paige and Chris are having this conversation where he's asking her about contraceptives and sex or whatever, and they're maybe, you know, they edited out whatever else conversation they had, she goes to talk to the parents. You're at the table with his parents and his grandparents. She's like, oh, you know, he seems like really nice and driven, good person. What advice can you give me? His father tells her that it's her duty as a woman to make sure she pleases her man. That with the hours he works, he's going to be exhausted. He needs intimacy and don't do it once a month. Make sure he's satisfied. Why are you worried about your son's penis? While he's and, and he was undressing this woman with, her, with his eyes as he's telling her, make sure you please my son. This is your first conversation with this woman. And you say to her that she needs to please your son? I am disgusted. I am absolutely disgusted. Like I, it made me feel so uncomfortable for her and there's nobody to look. Okay. If it was somebody that I knew, it would have been a fight. Like I would have threw hands with somebody. I would have threw hands with his daddy, with his mama, because his mama ain't say nothing. You sitting right there and didn't say anything. That's what submission is. That's what submission is. You're telling this woman that she needs to just make sure she opens her legs. That's what all it takes to be married—to make sure your man has a, a vagina waiting for him when he gets home. Not somebody to confide in, be vulnerable with, talk to, um, feed him, support him. No, we're not talking about that. We're just you—you you strictly just talk about sex. Like it's absolutely disgusting. Oh my God. And then they have the audacity to say that they're God-fearing people. Like throw the whole family away. What did irritate me is the fact that Chris was sitting up here talking about how he wanted a honeymoon baby. You want a honey, you want you're willing to have a baby with a woman that you just met, but couldn't make it work with the woman that you just proposed to a few months ago? Why would you cast this man? Why would you cast this man knowing that he had just, he's fresh out of an engagement? That's emotional baggage. If he was willing to marry this woman, why would you think that he would be perfect for another woman? I could see if this is like a year later. A year later. Okay. It's a year later. Three months though. Like the producers dropped the ball on that. And I feel so sorry for Paige. I honestly feel so sorry for her because once again, these producers, they've set another woman up to fail and a black woman at that. Like, you know, at this point, just throw the whole show away. Like when Paige's friend said that you are more than just your ovaries, because women are. We have so much more to offer than just our uteruses and our vaginas. Like It's just all types of misogyny, sexism, colorism, everything going on in one episode. And at first I thought it was the way that they were editing the show because a lot of these reality TV shows have a way of editing things to make it seem like something when it's really not. But they were on point because it was true with this man is just horrible. Like they honestly need to just throw the whole show away at this point. Throw the whole show away. Colorism is not okay. You do not have the right to judge somebody based off their skin tone. Get to know a person. Get to know a person. Because Kristen up here talking about like um, she's beautiful in her own way. Have you looked in the mirror? Have you looked in the mirror? What do you really have to offer besides a penis? Because that's what it sounds like you have to offer. Money and peen. I'm pretty sure a lot of women will pass up on you for a vibrator. Like, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to let y'all go. Because I'm going to just keep going on and on about this. Colorism is not okay. Women are more than their skin tone uteruses, and their ovaries. And I'm going to just leave it on that. Tune in next time for another episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Also follow me on Instagram. The podcast page is litm.com p-o-d-c-a-s-t or follow my personal account which is brooklyn underscore dun that's b-r-o-o-k-l-y-n underscore d-u-n so follow me and remember be you living your truth and most importantly live in a moment